Your financial mission, should you choose to accept it, is to achieve financial clarity. New Intel suggests that bad financial actors are constantly filling the landscape with misinformation and other barriers and obstacles, leaving you with limited time to make the right choices for a successful financial future. To make things easier, we've chosen your team for you. Financial Commander Janine Theus will help lead you to success. As always, should you avoid the excellent guidance you're about to receive, you'll be disavowed. Also, this message will self-destruct in three seconds. Three, two, one. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Your Financial Mission. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Janine Theus, CEO and founder of Theus Wealth Advisors, your financial commander here in the Columbia Howard County area. You can find Janine online at theuswealthadvisors.com. She's got the blog there. You can check out past episodes of the podcast. Lots of great resources to tap into as well. And you can call anytime to get in touch with Janine as well. 443-718-6311 is that number. And we'll give that to you again at the end of the podcast in case you want to get in touch. Janine, how's everything happening in your world? Everything going well? It's doing great. Yeah, we're getting back, you know, in sync. Uh, we've got a presentation next week that we're going to be doing on taxes and retirement. So that'll be out in the western part of the county. And we're, you know, getting back in the groove. Perfect. Yeah, that's important for you, right? After you've had the upheaval from the surgeries and all that, just getting back to normal is an accomplishment. Oh, yeah. Well, and it feels really good because when you're down, you're just frustrated because you know you should be moving and you can't mm-hmm. or you don't feel like you can. And then if you go out and do too much too soon, you pay for it the next day. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I was thrilled this morning. It was the second time in the pool and I did more yardage than I had planned. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here. I'm doing it. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. so later this afternoon, I'll be crashing. So <laughs> took, took it to the next level. That's great. That's, That's right. good. <laughs> well, we've got a fun podcast on the way today. We're going to be talking about the five hidden expenses that you need to know about in retirement, just because you can't plainly see all of the expenses that you're going to incur throughout that planning process doesn't mean that they aren't there. And the hidden ones sometimes can be the worst ones. So we're going to cover five important areas that you need to watch for to try and uncover some of those hidden fees or hidden expenses in retirement. So we'll list them out here. And Janine, I'm sure you'll break these down for us thoroughly. Let's start in the mutual fund world. What about mutual fund expenses do we need to know about? Where are they often hidden? Well, most people now, because of the law change, requiring that mutual funds list their expense ratios in 401ks and 403bs. So you're seeing that on some of the statements that here's the fund, here's the expense ratio, blah, 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 blah. Those are pretty straightforward. And those really only address the admin and marketing costs. So for example, you know, depending on the type of fund and what the fund contains, you're going to have expense ratios anywhere from, you know, 0.3 to 1.3. There is a big range. And the smaller company stocks, mid-company stocks, there's a much larger expense ratio. And that's just the way they run the fund. There's more to do in terms of marketing and admin and operating expenses. But that's the only fee most investors will see. You will not see and especially, and I'm talking here, retail mutual funds. So I can go buy a Fidelity growth fund, you know, at $2,500. You're not going to see the actual fee that is involved with the management of the fund. Those fees are buried 
in the fund. And they're actually buried in the statement of additional information, which you can get. It's buried in the legalese. And the reason you don't often see them is because depending on the type of fund and depending on what's happening in the market, you know, in general, there's a huge turnover buying and selling within the fund. So management of the fund just eats up a lot of those kinds of expenses. And you can have operating expenses in that way or management expenses anywhere from 0.5 to 2.5 depends on the Mm -hmm. fund and what's happening. And so where a lot of people got really surprised or tend to get very surprised is if they have funds in taxable accounts, personal accounts, joint accounts, where they don't really touch the fund, but everybody around you is moving money in and out. So when people move money in and out of funds or in and out of the market, those managers have to either redeem shares or buy shares because they have to do something with the money coming and going. So that creates a taxable cost to you as an investor, even though you didn't do anything. In 2001 and two, which were down years for the S&P 5, and then in 2008, which was a down year for everything, (laughs) people found that they got these taxes, this 1099 in taxes, you know, for a fund that they didn't even touch. And here the fund is down and they still owe taxes. And that's because everybody else's behavior affects your fund. So it's very difficult to see those. So what we do is we use institutional funds, which are very, very low cost, very, very, very low turnover. And then we, you know, keep static behavior, keep the behavior in check so that people are panicking and that reduces your cost. The other thing it reduces is the cost of taxes because you've got the fees of the management in those funds. And then sometimes you have the taxable fees and that all gets passed to you, the investor. Really important. So those are things you don't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really important to look deeply into those mutual funds because to me it sounds like Gene, there's a lot you don't see. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. And I tell people, you know, don't expect a free lunch. There is no free lunch. I don't care if you're doing index funds. There is no free lunch because you can think you're getting things cheaply. And the question is, well, what are you actually getting? And so you have to look into that as well. All right. So that's mutual fund expenses. One place to certainly look for those hidden expenses in your financial plan. All right. What if you have a variable annuity? Are there hidden expenses and fees in those products? Well, they're not hidden in the sense that you can't see them. So we just discussed mutual funds. Well, in a variable annuity, a variable annuity is an insurance wrapper with mutual funds inside it. So you have these separate accounts, which are mutual funds. So you have those mutual fund fees inside the wrapper. In addition to that, you've got, you know, a guaranteed interest rate option. You've got you know, different types of riders that you have on the policy. So you've got the operations fee, the administration fee, the distribution fee, and those can add up to between two and 3% sometimes. And there's a contract fee. So for example, I was, I'm looking at a particular variable annuity and the annual rate for the contract fee is 1.7. The operations fee is 1.1. The administration fee is 0.35 and the distribution fee is 0.25. So, you know, add it all up together that's a pretty big, you know, nut to overcome. Now, the reason you buy an annuity is a separate potential reason than you want growth in the market, although variable annuities will give you growth in the market. So annuities, you know, are specific to the problem you're trying to solve, but you have to realize there are fees involved. So is there a better way to skin that cat? Potentially. And that's what you have to look at. Variable annuities, one of the more controversial, I would say, financial products 
that are out there and the fees inside them because of that mutual fund you know mix that's inside there certainly seems to be the impetus for a lot of the confusion and also a lot of the debate. Right, right. You know, if you want a guarantee, and I tell folks this, if you're purchasing a guarantee, you're giving up growth. So you have to decide which, you know, solves the problem for you in the best manner. It's not going to be the same for everyone. So is there a better way to solve a guarantee purchase? And there are some ways to do that. It's just where are you in the planning process? So it's just important to know, yes, those things exist. And so I'm making an informed decision to go down this route. Two down. Yeah, two (laughs) down, three to go. Five hidden expenses you need to know. Mutual funds, variable annuities, certainly two of them. This one may seem like it's a little bit like we're cheating as it's not like it's a financial product. But inflation is a hidden expense often in many portfolios. Most people do not factor inflation. They just forget because they don't think of it in terms of growth of portfolio. So because inflation affects purchasing power, especially as you go out in the out years, the 20 years, the 30 years. And here's what I, I'm very careful to point out to folks, especially when I teach, is everyone thinks that, okay, when I retire, they'll say, I don't have 20 years for the market. And I said, yes, you do, because even when you retire, you need a portfolio that's going to offset the cost of inflation, which the average is about 3%. So the only way to do that is to have equities in the portfolio. That's the only tool, equities, to offset inflationary pressure or cost in the out years because 3% is a big number. So, for example, if I have a million-dollar portfolio today, in about 20 years, the purchasing power is about half of that. So unless you have a portfolio that can grow, even when you're taking distributions, you will lose to inflation. And that is why a lot of folks who previously would go to laddered bonds or bond-heavy portfolios in retirement, they will go broke safely because they're not keeping up. Yeah, it's a uh, common financial buzzword, isn't it, going broke safely? And it's usually tied to that inflation conversation as well. So definitely a hidden expense to be aware of. If you're not factoring in inflation, that's a big problem. I remember talking to a financial advisor that you know, Janine, and uh, we were reviewing just kind of talking about some stories and he was telling about a great case that he had recently. There was a a situation where somebody came in and they had this fantastic financial plan put together. In fact, they were telling this advisor, Oh, this is, this just blows my mind at how successful we're going to be in retirement. Look at the plan that this person put together for us. So this advisor is doing a second opinion. And he's like, well, why'd you come in for a second opinion? They were like, well, it seems too good to be true, so we just wanted to make sure that we're in good shape. And so he starts looking at it, and he goes, well, I think I see the problem. This advisor did not account for inflation. So, yeah, it seems like you're doing really well through you know, all 30 or 40 years that this plan is drawn out to project. He said, what if we just put a modest, a very, very modest 2% inflation rate? He's like, and that's I usually do the plans with, you know, what do you do, Janine, three or four or... I'll start with two okay. so folks understand it, and then we'll go to three and say, okay, now just look how much the compounding yep. so effect he, is. He, he just went to two, and they were out of money in less than 15 years. And so, I mean, and their jaws just, you know, hit the floor, he's saying, as he's kind of telling us the stories, their jaws hit the floor, and they were like, how could he overlook that, <laughs> you know? And he didn't have an, an answer to that question. As you the call software your, didn't do it. The software didn't do it for me. <laughs> 
So I don't know. I just found that to be humorous. And I don't know if you've ever come across any of those situations, reviewing a plan from another advisor that just had something so out of whack in it like that. Well, and you know, depending on what type of advisor they were working with previously or who they had spoken with, a lot of times, you know, investment brokers who only deal with the money don't do holistic planning. So they don't necessarily include that. And that can be a real problem because like they found out, oh my gosh, I'm going to be out of money in 15 years. <laughs> That's a big hit. Yeah. A big wake up call, if you will. The person who's just designing you a product or pitching you a product isn't going to really care about how it affects the entire plan. That's so, right. Good difference yeah. there. All right. Another area where we might see hidden expenses that you should definitely be aware of. Tax increases. Taxes. Well, they're kind of hidden and they're kind of not, right? Right. And what's really interesting is most people really don't understand the bracketology. Because, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the news right now. We just had the Tax Reform Act. And what does that mean? And there's a lot of back and forth in the media. And yes, guess what? Congress <laughs> writes the rules, changes your tax code, and changes your tax bracket. So, you know, we just had this tax reform that actually does give everyone a pretty significant tax cut because of the brackets that were changed. And that's really important. And I was just talking with somebody the other day about this in that everybody's done such a great job of following the government's instruction and putting all your money in qualified plans, IRAs or 401ks, 403bs, and not realizing that those buckets, if you will, or boxes, you know, where you put money, there's a liability with them because you're in a partnership with Uncle Sam and Uncle Sam's going to take about a third of that. Most people have not planned for that because what is that tax going to be? And yes, it does depend on the tax codes at the time, but everyone assumes that because they're making less in retirement, that they will be paying less money. But the problem is, is you've lost all of your deductions, most of them. And so there's nothing to offset wherever your income is coming from, you know, and then if you have a premature death of one spouse, now you're suddenly filing as a single household and that can change your taxes. Yeah. So, you know, it's all connected but a lot of people don't look at that level of detail to say, okay, I'm projecting out that I'm going to be, you know, potentially in the 12% or the 15% or the 20% or more bracket. And if you've saved a significant amount in your qualified plan and then you're doing required minimum distributions at 70 and a half, that could be a significant tax hit because it's going to stack right on top of Social Security and anything else you have going on. Well, so many folks just do not realize the area of opportunity, the opportunity for improvement that there is for themselves when it comes to their tax situation. So we try to bring that to light often here on the podcast, just to continue mm -hmm. to remind you, if you're not doing tax planning and you're just doing tax filing as an example, there's a big difference between those two. And it's good to kind of seek out those areas of improvement when it comes to the tax situation. One other hidden expense we need to highlight here on the show today, Janine, increased leisure activities. It's not so much hidden while you're doing them, but I guess this is the realization, right, of folks not really realizing just how active they might be during their retirement years. Well, and it's a great point because one of the things I tell folks is when you go on vacation, do you spend more money? And typically people do because not everybody budgets for those things other than I have this much money to spend. But in fact, when you're in retirement, you're on permanent vacation. So there is an opportunity 
or the potential to spend a whole lot of money. Now, interestingly enough, you have people that are very used to being in the accumulation mode. So getting them to understand that they actually can spend or give them permission to spend is important too. Hey, go use this money. <laughs> but, you know, let's kind of keep it, you know, within the realm of prudent spending, if you will, prudent spending habits, prudent spending planning. But most people that I've run across have a little bit of a difficulty spending the money because they're worried. But, you know, typically on vacation, you are spending more money. And when you have this so much time to start at least from 60 to, I would say, 75, those are the years to travel and spend within reason. So you you need to understand that that potential exists, but then you also need to understand, you know, what are the budgeting limits that you need to stay within? Well, all these different hidden expenses, it can be overwhelming, Janine. There's so much that can kind of pop up out of seemingly nowhere. It's kind of like, what's the old saying? It's not the devil you know, but the devil you don't, something like that. Yeah. And, you know, I just was talking with someone about budgeting and not that I'm a budget freak at all. I'm okay with ballpark because most people don't have to be budgeting down to the dime anymore. I mean, literally, I remember a story from my parents many, many, many years ago where they were newlyweds. They had a couple of kids. They wanted to buy a washing machine. And my parents had budgeted down to the dime in order to get the $90 loan to buy a washing machine. $90, all right. $90, yeah. And so obviously this was back in the like early 60s maybe. I don't see people doing, you know, having that kind of a difficulty. But budgeting just, you know, current lifestyle is important to understand where you are so that when you go into retirement, you know what's what's a reality. Because if you have to step back, you lose your job, you become disabled, that's going to change a few things too. Yeah, lots can change if you're not taking these hidden expenses into account. That's for sure. If you haven't had a financial review done recently, it might be a good idea to have one conducted on your portfolio. Janine Theus can help with that. She and the team at Theus Wealth Advisors there to walk through your plan, take a close look at it, make sure that you're on track to achieve kind of your goals and wants in retirement and suggest tweaks that might need to be made. If you want to tap into that kind of planning and get involved in the process, the number to call is 443-718-6311. That's 443-718-6311. Or you can go to theuswealthadvisors.com, contact Janine through the webpage. You can pick up your retirement rescue toolkit there on the website as well. That's a free toolkit that Janine will mail to you with a book, an audio CD, DVD, lots of other reports and goodies inside there as well. Just go to theuswealthadvisors.com and you'll see the notification where you can order for free that retirement rescue toolkit. Pretty neat resource to utilize there. Janine, as always, we appreciate the help here on the podcast today. Thanks for filling us in on some of these hidden expenses that we need to know about. Thanks so much, Walter. This was great. Lots of fun as always, and we'll talk to you on the next podcast. For Janine, I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you on your financial mission next time.